Good Tuesday afternoon, everybody. My name is Anthony Grazi, and let's jump right into the most important things you need to know from in and around college athletics. Central Michigan names Texas Executive Senior Associate Athletic Director Amy Follin to take over as Athletic Director effective October 5th. Central Michigan President Bob Davies saying, quote, Amy is a well-respected leader and will be an outstanding representative of CMU Athletics, our student-athletes, and our entire university community. An incredible passion for student-athletes, combined with her experience and leadership in fundraising and compliance, positioned her as the best fit to take our athletics program to the next level. DHR International assisted with the search. In CEO decisions, Sports Illustrated's Pat Forty reports the Pac-12 presidents and chancellors will meet Thursday to decide whether to move forward with a fall season and, if so, how. He adds that scheduling models so far have included a six-game schedule starting on November 7th or a seven-game slate beginning on October 31st, plus a league championship game on December 19th. Forty notes, quote, League administrators have been notably quiet in recent days, wanting to keep a lid on a sensitive situation. One source said the Pac-12 is trying to avoid a Big Ten situation where member schools are leaking premature and or incorrect information and complicating the process. Mountain West CEOs have moved their meeting from Friday night to Thursday night, according to ESPN's Adam Rittenberg. The NCAA filed a brief in support of the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee in a California Supreme Court case. The NCAA is asking the court to rule that the USOPC does not have a legal duty to protect athletes from sexual abuse and harassment. In the brief, NCAA attorneys write that if the court finds the USOPC can be held liable in such cases, then, quote, the NCAA and organizations like it would face the prospect of massive potential liability for conduct they can neither monitor nor control, unquote. The brief goes on to assert that the NCAA does not have the ability to police the day-to-day -day conduct of thousands of coaches and student-athletes that work for or attend its member institutions. The NCAA, therefore, faces a choice familiar to all oversight or member-driven organizations and similar to the choice that the USOC faced here, whether it is better to issue best practices in an effort to prevent harm, even though it is logistically impossible to strictly enforce them. UCF yesterday officially opened the $12 million 37,000-plus square foot Roth Athletic Center, which includes offices for Athletic Director Danny White and his staff, as well as golf, tennis, rowing, and soccer coaches. The facility also includes locker rooms, training rooms, and meeting space for the soccer programs. Danny White saying, quote, In our efforts to deliver a top 25 athletics program and to recruit and retain championship-caliber student-athletes and coaches, UCF Athletics aims to provide world-class athletics facilities. This is the latest example of that commitment. The NCAA D1 Board of Directors approved recommendations for holding fall championships in the spring. Changes set forth in the recommendations, which were outlined by the D1 Council, include reduced bracket sizes with preserved automatic qualifications for conferences, brackets to be filled at 75% of their normal capacities in team sports, and the FCS Championship bracket, including 16 teams instead of 24. Additionally, contests played in the fall will still count towards selection into that respective championship in the spring. ESPN's Jeff Brazella breaks down some of the most pressing questions looming over the start of the college basketball season. On non-conference scheduling, Brazella says he'd be surprised if more than a conference or two decided against non-conference matchups, with the Ivy League being the most likely candidate, saying, quote, there's a substantial chance the Ivy goes conference only and doesn't start until mid to late January. Sources from several conferences have indicated schools will have autonomy to schedule outside competition within the framework of the conference plan, with one league official saying, quote, we not only need non-conference games, but the right games due to the potential smaller sample size of non-conference games this season. On the financial and health travel feasibility of buy games, Barzello notes that obstacles related to testing and travel restrictions could still pop up even if high major programs reach buy game agreements for lesser amounts. In return to action, the Notre Dame-Wake Forest football matchup this weekend has been postponed after the Irish reported seven positive COVID-19 cases among student-athletes with additional players required to quarantine. The matchup could be moved to October 3rd when both teams have a bye week. 
Missouri head football coach Eli Drinkwitz explains the rationale behind revealing the number of student-athletes out for COVID-19, saying, quote, this is a public health issue. What went into it was just honesty and the approach that the pandemic overrides competitive advantage. North Carolina will allow fans into Keenan Stadium after Governor Roy Cooper today announced venues with a capacity of over 10,000 can reopen at 7%. BYU's next two home games versus Troy and Louisiana Tech will be played without fans. From September 14th to the 20th, Iowa State conducted 631 COVID tests among student-athletes, coaches, and staff with zero positives. Florida reported three new positive cases among the football team. The Gators conducted 514 tests on football student-athletes in September, yielding 10 positives. The Auburn-Texas A&M soccer game scheduled for September 27th has been postponed due to a positive test and subsequent quarantine of student-athletes for the Aggies. The Southland football's regular season will begin on February 20th and conclude on April 10th and will feature six conference games for its seven participating members. The schedule will include multiple open dates and there may also be some non-conference opportunities available. UConn will not be following UMass back onto the gridiron. UNC Asheville Athletic Director Janet Cohn is the latest signatory of the Collegiate Coaching Diversity Pledge. And that is all for your D1 Team 5 for Tuesday afternoon, September 22nd. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates and what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. If you are not currently subscribed to D1 Team 5, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. My name is Anthony Grossi. We'll see you bright and early Wednesday morning.